You're listening to the On Fire Empire podcast, episode number 37. Well, hey, Kelly Bennett here from On Fire Empire. We're right in the middle of, I guess we're kind of wrapping up, right, Jose? Mm -hmm. The holiday season and kicking off the year 2020. So as we do that, we're working on some really special things back in the studio. So today's episode is an encore presentation of an episode I did earlier, way earlier, I think in 2019, and it's called How to Unleash the Power of Negative Motivation and Punch Procrastination in the Face. I think you'll find this timely because if you're like me, you're probably thinking about New Year's resolutions and planning for the year. And a lot of times people get really discouraged because they start with everything in the prior year that they didn't get done. We call that looking at the gaps instead of the gains. And instead of looking at the gaps and getting discouraged by it, What I encourage you to do is say, okay, let's just bring in one more tool so as we put these few things we want to get done in 2020 and achieve on our plan, let's also bring this tool in on how to get rid of procrastination and get those things done. And so this is a funky tool that I don't always... um, encourage using negative motivation because most of the time it doesn't work. But in this episode, I share some ways of leveraging negative motivation that truly do help you eradicate procrastination. So consider this another uh, arrow in your quiver of items to use in this coming year to slay it and get those outcomes, those amazing results that you really want. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the On Fire Empire. Each week, seasoned divorce and business lawyer, mediator, CEO, and surf diva Kelly Bennett will help you discover strategies and smarter paths to big results. As you listen, you may ask yourself, how'd Kelly know I was going through that? It may feel like she's a fly on the wall of your life. She's intuitive, direct, and on point. Kelly brings the amazing lessons from her life's work to the table to set you up for a blazing bright future. We firmly believe lasting empires happen when well-rounded leaders achieve personal happiness, live out their calling, and develop meaningful relationships. Now it's time to hear from Kelly and her crew of experts. Learn some new strategies, challenge your way of thinking, and get juiced about igniting your empire of a lifetime. The information provided in this podcast is for general interest only and not intended as legal advice, nor does it create an attorney-client relationship between you and Kelly. And now, here's Kelly. Today's show is all about procrastination. Oh, yes, that favorite subject. I'm going to throw you into the deep end of the pool. And yes, I'm jumping in with you because today we're exploring the power of negative motivation. That's right. Negative motivation. Now, you know what? I'm not a big fan of negative anything. And really, I think the phrase negative motivation is, well, let's get honest. It's a bit of an oxymoron. But you know what? I've discovered a few ways that negative consequences really do work to overcome procrastination. 
So in this show, I'll share three negative motivation tools that you can use today to combat procrastination, including the one that's the most effective technique that I've ever used. It's my secret weapon when I'm really feeling challenged by this procrastination monster. And you know what? I've battled procrastination all my life. What about you? Have you ever struggled with getting started on a big project? Well, if so, this episode is for you. Have you ever found yourself deliberately looking for distractions when you really need to take action on a difficult task? Well, if so, this episode is for you. Do you sometimes talk yourself out of starting a project because you just don't feel like doing it right now? Well, if so, then, of course, this episode is for you. And have you ever justified your procrastination by saying, well, I work better under pressure? Well, if so, then this episode is definitely for you. It's a procrastination throwdown today. Are you ready? Then give me your hand, because we're jumping into the deep end. Let's go. All right, we're going to jump into the three negative motivation tools in just a minute. But first, I want to share a bit of interesting stats that I discovered as I was researching this topic. When I was looking at the subject of procrastination, I learned that there are three main types of procrastinators. I want you to see if you identify with one or more of these. The first one is the thrill seeker. These folks get an adrenaline rush out of waiting until the very last minute. Seriously, this is a real thing. And you know what? I know because it's one of my personal payoffs from procrastinating. This is that little rush that comes with the feeling like you've just made it or you just pulled it off in the nick of time. The next type of procrastinator is the avoider or the perfectionist. Now, these people, they put off tasks because they care a lot about what other people think of them, and they fear failure, and they even sometimes fear success because it's tied to their fears of how others view them. The perfectionist will get caught up in this because they want their project to be absolutely perfect. Why? Because again, they're concerned about the opinions of others. And the third type of procrastinator are the decisional procrastinators. Now, these are folks who fear taking responsibility for the outcome of a project or a task. So if you're someone who procrastinates making a decision, you might want to ask yourself, is it because I don't want to be responsible for the outcome? Now, as you listen to those, did you identify with any of the three procrastination types? For me, for sure, it's the thrill seeker and the avoider perfectionist. I want to share a little story with you. And truth be told, it's kind of embarrassing, but who cares? Because I want you to know that the procrastination struggle is real for me. And trust me, if you battle with this issue, I get you. So, it was back in 2010, and I was the mayor of the city of Murrieta here in Southern California. Now, the tradition in all our cities here, and it still is today, is that the mayor delivers what's called a state of the city speech. And it's usually a really big event in the community. 
is kind of like the State of the Union that the President of the United States gives on an annual basis, only obviously it's smaller here in our local municipalities. Well, Ida attended a lot of State of the City events, and as I prepared for mine as the mayor, I wanted my State of the City to be different. I didn't want it to be ho-hum. I didn't want it to be boring. I wanted it to be something memorable and different, because let's face it, a lot of these events are boring. I wanted my State of the City to stand out. I really wanted to put my city on the map. Well, I've got that overachiever personality, and here it bit me in the butt big time. So as we started to prepare for the state of the city, we had meetings, lots of meetings. And believe me, I had big, grandiose ideas. I wanted this to be perfect. But here's the thing. I kept putting off and procrastinating on the meat of the matter, the content of the speech. I got really overwhelmed with all of it. The perfectionism, it really turned into a huge procrastination nightmare. And the bottom line here, I never delivered the speech. Oh, oh my God, how horrible. I mean, it was so embarrassing. Well, it's because I made it too big of a task. I made it too big of a big event. And what did I do? I set myself up for failure. I kept putting off the core work for the State of the City project, and I wound up canceling the entire event. Yep, it's pretty sad, but it's true. Like I told you, it's embarrassing. And I think in the 16 years of cityhood at that point in time for our city, there had never, ever been a year that the city did not have a State of the City address. Yep. And then there was me. Ms. Overachiever Perfectionist, she got so wrapped up in what others would think, and I made it such an insurmountable chore that I never executed. Oh my gosh, that was so damned embarrassing. Let's just get real. Well, over the years, I've learned a lot from that, and I'm hoping to share something with you today to help you get past it. One of my favorite mantras now is, perfectionism is the enemy of execution. And believe me, that enemy got the best of me in 2010. I never executed on it. I don't want you to struggle with these kinds of things. And these three negative motivation tools, well, first let me tell you, they do tend to work. But I caution you, by far the most motivating methods of change are positive tools, for sure. But you know what? When you've tried every positive thing, rewards, changing your state, how you feel about something, etc., and you're still having a rough go of conquering procrastination, it's time to take out the big guns. So I'd recommend that you use these sparingly. The first tool using negative motivation is what I call embracing the FOMO, fear of missing out. Well, this is really inverse negative motivation, meaning first, you want to go to the positive and define for yourself, if I don't achieve this goal, what am I going to be missing out on? Another way to put it is, well, what great things will come from achieving this goal or completing this project? 
So once you ask yourself that, then I want you to list them and then think about them and then develop some healthy FOMO. Now, meditate for just a minute on how you'll feel when you experience each great thing that will come with the completion of the project or the goal and notice how you feel. Let me give you an example. Let's say the goal is to create a weekly budget that makes it possible for me to save $500 a month. So here's the question. What great things will come from completing this project? Well, let's list them out. Let's see. Uh, If I create the weekly budget that makes it possible for me to save $500 a month, number one, I'll be saving $500 a month. Duh. Obvious, right? But the second thing there is... After 10 months, I'll have five grand to prepay for maybe that vacation that I've always wanted to go on. Another one is, I'll learn how to live within my means. And then another one, I'll provide a good example to my kids of how to get what you want by planning and saving. Okay, so that's a nice little list of all the great things that'll come from completing the project. Now I want you to look again and ask, what will I miss out on if I don't achieve this goal? Well, how about this one? I'll be stuck doing another staycation while everyone else is going to Hawaii. Or my kids or my spouse won't have those great memories of a family vacation or a special trip. Here's another one that I'll miss out on. I'll continue to be stressed out about my finances, letting life happen to me instead of designing my life. That's a consequence, right? Or what about this? I'll continue to be a slave to debt and I'll watch my life slip away from me. Oh, geez. For crying out loud, I can't stand it. Just looking at those consequences, if I don't achieve that goal, that makes me want to get my budgeting plans out right now and jump in. You see how embracing FOMO, the fear of missing out, can really motivate you? Okay, let's jump into the next one. This episode of On Fire Empire is brought to you by Kelly Bennett's new book, Victim Is Not Your Name, Remembering Your True Identity in the Myths of Life's Challenges. Find out more at victimisnotyourname.com. That's victimisnotyourname.com. Number two, decide what's good enough and embrace the B- job. Seriously, am I saying don't go for the best, don't go for the ultimate A-plus level job? Yep, and that seems pretty negative, right? Well, as I said at the top of the show, perfectionism is a big cause of procrastination. I've definitely been caught in this trap many, many times. So let's go over my mantra again. Perfectionism is the enemy of execution. It is so true. So this one, it's really about deciding what's the most important result to get out of this task. So back to my state of the city event story. What was the most important result, really and truly, of that entire event? Well, that project was to bring our community together and to share with them, first of all, the current state of the union in terms of the city's economic safety and quality of life status, and secondarily, to share with them what's next for the citizens in the community, what changes and improvements can they expect to see in the coming years. They really want to know. Now, had I decided what's good enough in light of what the real outcome should have been, 
I would have started with the presentation. For me, if I had a core, solid presentation done, and that's all I got done, it would have been the B-minus job in my view. And then if we had had some time after the presentation was done to then bake in some extra details surrounding the presentation, well, that would have been the icing on the cake. And if there was no time and no extra special details, well, really looking back, who cares? At least the presentation, the ultimate outcome, that would have been achieved. And that's what really mattered. All right. Now on to the third tool. This one is implement the negative consequence game. I'll warn you, this is for hardcore procrastinators only. But you know what? I've saved the best for last here. This is my most effective procrastination busting tool. I call this the negative consequence game because I really don't like to live in the space of being punished. You know, it's just not my thing. It's just totally too negative for me. So I've decided to look at this like a game. And this is where you plan your time to work on the project or task and you implement a negative consequence for every time you don't stick to the plan. The key here to this game is to find a consequence that A, you'll truly and really do or really allow it to happen, and B, a consequence that you really cannot make okay in your mind. Let me give you an example to show you what I mean. Okay, let's say our task is I want to write a 2,000 word blog article. So my question becomes, how much time will it take me? Well, giving a conservative estimate, I'm going to say with research and all of that, it's going to take me three hours. Next question I ask is, okay, three hours. How will I break it up to get it done? Well, to do a three-hour project, I'm going to work on it. I think I can do this in one day. I'm going to work on it three hours on Saturday in 45-minute increments with a 20-minute break in between each 45-minute time period. I, For me, I have to have lots of physical breaks. So next, the question is, okay, so that's your game plan. Three hours on a Saturday, 45-minute increments, 20-minute breaks in between until it's done. What will the consequence be for each 45-minute time period that's missed? What if I say something like, okay, I'll donate $200 to the American Heart Association for every 45-minute time period I miss. If I don't stay seated working on it for 45 minutes, if I don't come back to it for the second 45 minutes, whatever, for each time period I screw up on or don't do, I'll donate 200 bucks to the American Heart Association. All right, so there you've got four 45-minute work periods to get to the three hours. Your total risk on this, if you blow them all off, every single one, is $800. So the first question is, will you really do it? Will you donate $200 every time for every time period missed? Well, that's kind of a hefty sum. And it might be more hefty for some than others, depending on where you are in, you know, hey, we just finished Christmas. A lot of our our checkbooks are cooking right now. That might be a pretty ambitious task. But if you'll really do it, and the answer is yes, I'll do it. The next question is, is this something you really can't justify in your mind? 
So for me, I'm going to tell you right now, that just wouldn't be effective because in the moment of temptation to procrastinate, here's how I can justify it. Oh, well, the American Heart Association, it's a really good cause. So $200 is totally worth it to me. It's just not that big of a price to pay to get out of having to do this project that I just don't feel like doing. Fail. That's a total fail. So the game doesn't work in that circumstance. Let me give you an example of what really works for me. Now, I'm not suggesting that you all do this, but the point is you have to find something that you really and truly will do, and number two, that you really cannot make okay in your mind. So let me tell you about my last project where I used this. I had three one-hour increments of time that I was committed to sitting down and working on the project. Well, guess what? For me, I knew that if I got out some cash and I said, every time you blow the one-hour increment, you have to tear up a $20 bill, I asked myself the question, will you truly do that? Yeah, I'd probably tear up a $20 bill if I decided not to do what I was needing to do, you know, my one-hour increment of time. And... Is that something I really couldn't make okay in my mind? Well, if I was really sleepy, I really needed the rest, could I justify tearing up 20 bucks? Yeah, I probably could. Well, I upped the ante. I got got out three Benjamins. Yep, three $100 bills. And my game that I played for myself was, if you don't start it and do each one-hour increment of time, then for each one that you blow you got to tear up a $100 bill and throw it in the trash. I laid them all all in front of me. I had 300 bucks, three $100 bills. And there I was with my task. And believe you me, I could not justify tearing up a $100 bill and throwing it in the trash. That's crazy, right? Now, I knew that I would do it. I really and truly could do it. If I blew it, but I really upped the ante. And guess what? That became extremely effective for me, and I completed my task. So that's the effective style of the negative consequence game. Okay, so there you have it, the big three. Let's recap. The three tools using negative motivation to punch procrastination in the face are one, Embrace FOMO, fear of missing out. Two, decide what's good enough and embrace the B-minus job. And three, implement the negative consequence game. I want to challenge you to take one project, one goal, one thing that you've been putting off and apply one or more of these tools. I know if you do, you'll slay it. And please let me know, because you know what? As you share in the comments on this episode, you'll encourage other empire builders along the way, because I'm sure I'm not alone out there in the procrastination game. Well, did you enjoy that interesting perspective on how to punch procrastination in the face? Um, Write to me and let me know what you're going to do to negatively motivate yourself. Are you going to be tearing up the Benjis? I don't know. I'd love to hear about that. 
Okay, friends. Well, thank you again for joining us today. And I want to remind you to get the show notes and any of the resources that were mentioned in today's episode. Just head on over to our episode page at kellybennettesquire.com. That's kellybennettesq.com forward slash 037. And if you'd be so kind as to give me a shout out on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to your podcast, I'd so appreciate it because it helps us get the word out about this podcast and get some of this valuable information or all of this valuable information to people who really could use it. And as a reminder, the release of my new book, Victim Is Not Your Name, is just around the corner. So check out victimisnotyourname.com where you can pre-order and learn more about this book. I know it's going to be a life changer. So until next time, friends, live with gusto and ignite your empire. Ciao.